Well, last time I talked to the people from downtown. What was the last movie you went to? Miguel, what's new? Miguel, what's new in the community? Have you gotten any feedback about the... Welcome to the Community Board Podcast with your host, Miguel Valdez. And today I have a, a guest from the West Coast. No, no, no. East Coast. North East Coast from Pennsylvania. Penn, and from Penn State University Medical School. Correct, and her name is Jennifer Krasnuski. How are you doing, Jennifer? I'm doing well, thank you. How is this Minnesota weather is treating you? This weather is fantastic. Don't ask me to come back in December. Just kidding. <laughs> so, how, how's the weather at this point in at this time in the year in in Pennsylvania? Hershey's not too dissimilar. It's a little bit um, hotter there, a little bit more humid, but still pretty nice. Nice. So, can you share with the audience today with our friends. What is the reason of your visit today here in Minnesota? Well, I'm so excited to be invited to talk about community-engaged research, which is what my passion is. I've been really involved in this type of work uh, for the last 10 years at Penn State. And so when you're talking about community engagement, that means getting um, the community members uh, involved with the university or with who? Or who are we referring? Yeah, great question. So for, for us, the importance is to have the community voice or stakeholder voices heard in all types of research projects that may impact them. So making sure that they're, that the work that's being done really resonates with the people who it's going to affect um, and, and having their voices elevated to the point where it can change the way the research is designed or carried out or disseminated. And in, in this case... Uh the Penn State School of Medicine, is that right? Um, who do you guys uh, connect with? In, in this case, with who do you guys train within your institution? That's a great question. So I work within our Clinical and Translational Science Institute, which is a, a little bit of a mouthful, but it's an institution that does lots of different types of research. Um, our partners for that um, really range from community members, patient partners, community organizations. Uh, stakeholders can also be folks who work for the Department of Health um, because they influence policy decisions, uh, as well as payers. Um, any, anyone that the, the research that's being conducted um, may benefit having a voice at the table, that's who we're interested in connecting with. And Penn State having a really big presence all over the state, how do you guys... Um Share the message because one thing that you mentioned in your presentation, a uh, key tool or a step to take is communicating. And, and like you mentioned also, there is never enough or no. How, well, how do you word that? I said you can't over communicate. Exactly. Uh, I, I think the important message there is um, with, with Penn State, we, we do have quite a few folks who are engaged in this type of work, understanding who else is working with communities, making sure we're on the same page so that we don't send communities mixed messages, and being really clear with um, what we're hoping to accomplish in partnership and making sure that aligns well with the community's goals for that partnership too. And how long have you been in this field? 
I've been at Penn State for 10 years now. Uh, I've been really interested ever since uh, medical school and in public health in general. And I really feel that community engagement is a critical component to improving public health. So let's say um, a community member is listening to this podcast and they have uh, a question or something that is affecting their community and they want to reach out to an institution, in this case, like here in Rochester, Minnesota, could be uh, Mayo Clinic or the Technical College or the University of Minnesota. In your case, uh, what would be a recommendation for a community member to reach out to uh, institution? I think that's a great question. And I, I know that Mayo, I had a chance to tour their um, their center for research here, and, and it's a really great front door for people. I would recommend heading there if they're interested, if that's their partner, reaching out to understand uh, what type of input uh, different groups might be looking for in their work. Um, just raising your hand to volunteer as someone who's willing to talk and, and represent the voice of the community. Uh, it doesn't mean that you have to know everything about your community, but being someone who wants to see things improved for your community and, and be a partner in the work that's going to be done to, to, to make that improvement, I think is, is a fantastic thing. Um, at Penn State, we we often look for community members. So if someone came looking for us, I'd be pretty excited about that. Um, typically, we go to the community and, and ask a lot of questions, ask who might be a good representative, and then invite those folks to, to, to work with us if they're interested. Also, you mentioned in Penn State, um, you guys have a program where you, if a researcher uh, wants to get into this field, how um, do you guys have mentors? Do they take modules? What do you guys offer in your institution? Community-engaged work is is tough. So all research is tough, but community engagement relies on a great relationship with a community um, that has to be formed over time. And so one of the things we do within our institution is we provide provide that time to researchers to develop those connections. We have what we call a community-engaged research faculty fellowship, which is also a little bit of a mouthful, but it allows people a little bit of time away from their clinical duties so that they can work with an experienced mentor who has a relationship with the community, develop some of that time and, and some of their own ideas. I, I'm often um, excited by how much investigators see the community voice changes their work. Uh, simple comments that people might not think mean much can really make a big difference if it's if it's going to change the trajectory of what's going to be done. And, and don't we all want to be focused on doing research that's going to that's gonna work? So having that stakeholder and community voice at the table is just so critical to that. And also, would you consider... Uh for researchers when they're trying to put a budget to put some budget for those community partners and and expertise from the community. Absolutely. Our community partners are all compensated for their time, just like I come to work and, and expect to, to have a paycheck at the end of the month. Um, we have the same we have the same duty to provide compensation for our, our community partners because they're giving of their time and their expertise. It's a different type of expertise, but that diversity and expertise is what makes the research stronger. And what would it be a key message for... As a community member, what do you bring to the table? What, uh, how do you help science move? 
I think the the first thing is that you provide your lived experience, what it's like to be a community member outside of that research. And then beyond that, often the investigators have questions that they, they might have for community members that they can pro- provide their thoughts and opinions on. Really, any aspect of a study is important to have the patient voice heard um, because it can change whether or not people are willing to participate in a research study. Um, maybe it's helping design some of the recruitment materials. Maybe it's changing what the intervention itself looks like or or the actual study design looks like, whether or not people might be willing to take a certain medication or not based on the side effects. And how do you communicate those side effects? Those are all examples of where the community member voice can change what the research looks like and how it's done. Especially if it's within the early stages. Absolutely. Always uh, always best to have input very early on. When we write our grant proposals, we have that stakeholder voice in the proposal. Um, we often will use a quotation from one of our partners if they say something that really encapsulates what we're trying to do. Um, so, so that's one of my favorite things to do. Nothing says, hey, this is how you should do it, than the patient partner's own words in the grant proposal. Yeah, and you also mentioned the importance of having that presence on um, well, these days with social media and 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 so the community members also are familiar with the work that you guys do, but also sharing those success stories from community partners. Absolutely. Our, our community-engaged work projects are, are some of our most popular ones that we share as a clinical and translational science institute. I think they're relatable for people. I think we have to use social media in a way that helps share the messages. There's unfortunately a lot of negative history around research, and the only way we can overcome that is by sharing all of the positive work that's being done and how it's so important to have folks at the table to ensure that we discover the next solutions for today's problems. Jennifer, thank you for agreeing uh, to do this quick interview. I know you're running. You had to catch a plane. Um, and if somebody's coming to Hershey, Pennsylvania, that's where your campus is. Is that correct? Correct. What can people do there? Give me three quick uh, suggestions for if somebody's a tourist in Hershey. Oh, that's a great question. So if you're a tourist in Hershey, it's a must to do the Chocolate World Ride. They'll teach you all about how Hershey chocolate is made. They still make Hershey Kisses and Reese's Peanut Butter Cups there. Um, The second I would say on my must-do list is you have to visit the Milton Hershey School. And this is a boarding school for 2,000 youth who it's completely paid for by the Hershey Trust. So Milton Hershey left this in his will. The school is the second best endowed school in the country behind Harvard. So it's a fantastic resource with an Olympic-sized pool and a huge um, uh, huge freestanding dome building, um, just very beautiful campus on thousands of acres. So check that out. And number three, um, don't come to our hospital because I don't want you to get sick on your trip, but but stop by the medical center and say hi to me. I would love to hear from anyone who, who uh, listened to this. Okay, so we're going to be sharing Jennifer contact her Twitter handle and um, connect with her. All right, let's run to the airport. Thank you and have a good day. Remember, you can find us on Facebook on the community board, on Twitter on the on the community board, on SoundCloud on the community board podcast, on iTunes on the community board podcast. Bye bye. Well, last time I talked to the people from downtown. What was the last movie you went to, Miguel? What's new?
Miguel, what's new in the community? Have you gotten any feedback about the Twitter feed? First of all, for the people who contact us on Twitter. About a certain research. Can you tell me more? Well, depends who you talk, if you talk to the people from the board. Why did the yogurt go to the art museum? Did you see in the news? To get more culture.